Moncrief on News Talk with Gas Networks Ireland. Aren't you tired of that ugly fuel storage tank having to order and write that big check for the delivery guy? GasNetworksIreland.ie slash move to gas. Have a listen to this. I am Neil Piers Ethereus. Where do you come from? The planet Venus. You do travel normally in what Mr. King has described as flying saucers when you move about space, do you? Yes, that is quite correct. We have indeed been visiting this Earth of yours for some 18 million of your Earth years. There you go. That's uh, a chap called George King, or more specifically, George King channeling a being called Aetherus. That was on uh, British television many years ago. Now, many of the world's great spiritual leaders and thinkers, say Jesus or Buddha, for instance, often said similar things, despite the fact they couldn't possibly have known about each other. Well, here's a possibility. They both came from the same place. Richard Lawrence is Executive Secretary of the Aetherius Society for Europe. Richard, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. Could you start by telling us about George King? As I understand it, in the 50s, he was he was a taxi driver and then somebody spoke to him. Yes, I mean, he did a number of jobs, but one of them was as a taxi driver, it's true. But uh, what he really, what really matters is that he was a master of yoga uh, at a time when it was not at all fashionable to practice such things. And because of that, he was able to, as you said in your introduction, channel very advanced communicators from from other planets. And he started doing that in 1954 and continued to be in contact up to his passing. And I knew him extremely well, I'd say, in the last 20 years of his life. Uh, And his passing was in 1997. When he started, though, communicating with these beings, did it come as a shock to him? Or or did he have some intimation they were already there and he was looking for them? No, it, it was not what he expected at all. I mean, he was very familiar with mediumship, he'd been, since the end of the Second World War, he'd been practicing rigorously uh, advanced forms of yoga, and not, not sort of the sort of keep fit type thing mm. that, uh, nowadays, but re- really in-depth. So, I mean, he'd done this for about eight hours a day, as well as doing jobs, including being a taxi driver. And when he was had the first contact, it did come as a, I suppose, a shock is one word, but certainly a complete surprise. And he was very inquiring person. He was a very practical person. He was a very logical person. Uh, he kept his feet firmly on the ground. It might surprise some people to know I, and, and had a tremendous sense of humour as well. And he was very inquiring, but he couldn't argue with the facts. So Master Aetherus, the first person to contact him, uh, who was he or she or it? Yeah, that's a good point. It, I think, is, a, is a, possibly the best of those. Um, the Master Aetherius is a being, we believe, from the planet Venus. Um, we believe in life on other planets in this solar system, but on higher dimensions. That's something that Dr. King was talking about and describing in the 1950s, which now is certainly accepted in strands of astro, uh, metaf- uh, astro science, I'm sorry, astrophysics and so on, the idea of multidimensional universe and multiverses and so on, uh, but then was you know, extremely radical. The clip you played, actually, I believe was in 1959, and uh, it was certainly, it still is far out, but then it was extremely controversial. Mm. And it's, uh, over time then, did uh, um, 
did he get a glean a picture of the structure of things outside the earth you know how things are organized is there a, is there some sort of government system in place for instance there is uh, he w- it was described at that time as interplanetary parliament i think phrases like that are used more for our benefit i, I don't think it's got anything remotely like you know like the parliaments of this world um it's uh, there there is tremendous cohesion i mean one great advantage the beings on other planets have in this solar system is that they know of each other's existence and here we have a barrage of disbelief skepticism and lying from governments and we aren't really given the full truth mm. the, the, and these beings on other planets are they different sorts of beings well that that's the i think the key point is that what they are is wonderful, extremely advanced spiritual beings, as well as being scientifically, and anyone who's seen a UFO, as they're called now, rather than flying saucers, uh, will know that they're capable of fantastic feats that a, an aircraft of this Earth couldn't perform. And they, they, but as well as that, though, and more importantly than that, and what they stress is that they are spiritual beings. That doesn't mean they belong to a particular religion of, of, uh, that we have on Earth, they're, they're above and beyond that, they're, but they are wise, they are compassionate, they won't interfere with us, they won't come down here and force us to believe, or yet anyway, or force us to change, but they will help wherever they can, and for time, from time to time they've been able to send uh, their emissaries, if you like, and you mentioned this, the beings like Jesus, I mean the star of Bethlehem certainly was no star, uh, the Lord Buddha, Sri Krishna, and others, we believe, have come from other planets. Now, what we know of planets like Venus or Saturn is that they can't support physical life as we would understand it. So I assume then that these beings exist in a different way. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting, actually, if for 50 years ago, the general belief was that we are the only planet, inhabited planet in the universe, virtually, you know, this incredible thing and 400 years ago you know the sun revolved around us it's this sort of egocentricity now i think nasa has said there are billions of probably billions of inhabited or inhabitable planets as in life as we know it mm. in this galaxy and 220 that they've actually identified i think that's the latest figure so there's been a big change but you're right though our belief has always been since 1955 when the Ethereum society started is well before my time, I hasten to add, that you know, there is multidimensional existence, that, uh, that there are different frequencies of existence, that you could go to Mars and not, even if you could get there anyway, not necessarily see the life that's there because it's operating at a different frequency. But if it is operating at a different frequency, is it physical life as we'd understand it? It, it. Is, it is on, I'm not trying to avoid your question, but it is on that frequency. Mm. And in that way, it's similar to some people's belief uh, including mine, in life after death, in that there are people on this planet that aren't operating on the physical frequency that we're on, if you like, but who've perhaps died physically, uh, but they still exist. And there are millions of people who've had contact of one kind or another around the world in all traditions with such people uh, because they are also living in a multidimensional world. Mm. Why do they need spaceships then? They need spaceships. Sometimes the spaceships, we've been told, are not even manned, and they can be for scientific reasons, research reasons. I mean, there is a spaceship, for example, in orbit of the, this Earth right now, we believe, 
whose purpose is entirely spiritual. Its purpose is to, it's called satellite number three, and its purpose is to beam down spiritual energy, uh, you might call that prayer energy or love energy, to the world to enhance spiritual activities of all kinds. And that might be by atheistic people, by the way. They may not consider themselves religious in any way, Mm. but if they're performing selfless, caring actions, they can be enhanced by this spacecraft. They must be appalled then by the stuff we're getting up to down here, especially the things that we do in the name of religion. Oh, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, for example, today we're sending a lot of energy to the, the terrible situation, among others in Myanmar, or formerly known as Burma, mm. you know, where you have two religions, I and mean, you could name lots of areas, um, and, you know, unusually in this case, one of them is Buddhism, because that's not a religion often connected with warlike activities. But it is extraordinary when you have these belief systems, and yet the way that some representatives of their religions through the centuries have operated, I think you can pray, look at all the major religions, pretty much, I would say, and find that, yes. Yeah, so, but, uh, but why are they being so nice to us then, uh, given well, that we seem so bent question. on self-destruction? Yeah, why? I mean, I think it's, it is an, a, an alien compassion to us that they do have. They do care. They do, um, and we can see this from the lives of those wonderful beings who've come from other planets to visit our world, uh, the total sacrifice they are willing to make on our behalf to help us but as I said earlier, to stop short of forcing us to change, of, if you like, imperializing the planet, um, they, they are much wiser than us. They know the right time to do what they do. They have a subtle plan, but they, that plan doesn't involve taking over the planet or forcing us because they believe in a thing which the, in, East is, in the East is known as karma, that you know, we have lessons to learn which we need to learn. And so within that remit, they do all they possibly can to help us. Mm. Presumably they've been around longer than we've been around. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've been around a lot longer than we realize. <laughs> I, I, I do believe in the, in the Ethereum side. It's not unique to the Ethereum society, this, but we do believe in former civilizations uh, such as Atlantis and Lemuria. And we do believe we've been on Earth for actually millions of years. Mm. And before that, we do believe that we came from, um, you know, another planet, uh, which is now was destroyed, we believe, and is now the asteroid belt, was destroyed with nuclear um, weaponry. And to come back to one of your earlier questions, actually, one of the strongest reasons for the contacts that were made in the 1950s, not the only one by any means, but one of them, the timing of it, was the tremendous dangers of nuclear experimentation. I mean, we're facing it right now in yeah. the Korean Peninsula. And this is one of the reasons that they made the contacts that they made when they made them. They didn't only contact Dr. King, and he never claimed that, and some other contactees of that period uh, made similar statements that they were warning then about these tremendous dangers of radioactivity, which weren't really understood at all then uh, in the world. They're better understood now but still certainly not solved. And uh, that's, that's a massive factor that, mm. that's really very relevant today. Uh, and by saying, Richard, that we've been here much longer than we think, and there had been previous civilizations that right. were uh, destroyed, have we yeah. done this before? Have we been exactly. in a cycle of so, self-destruction? Yeah, 
Thank you. Yes. So we believe we did it in Maldek. Then we came here, built up a civilization, which some will have heard of the word Lemuria or Mu. That those that's the name that's given in various cultures for this. This was destroyed, not destroying the whole planet though. Likewise in Atlantis, and here we are again, building up the same weaponry, the same foul, disgusting, wicked armory, uh, which could theoretically do the same thing, and that's why we desperately need to cooperate, and that's what the Ethereum Society is all about, cooperating with these great beings from other planets. And the more we cooperate with them, the more they can do for us. Mm. Now, if there are benign aliens living in our solar system, are there perhaps aliens who mightn't look at us uh, so uh, generously? Yeah, I mean, not actually in this solar system. We believe in this solar system, other than us, they're all extremely civilized in different ways. It's very interesting. So, for example, on Jupiter, there's a great focus there on what we would call music, on color and perfume energies. They, they have their different uh, focuses, we are told, but they're all advanced spiritual intelligences. But if you go outside the solar system, yes, indeed, there are hostile alien forces. We are protected f- from them by the beings in this solar system. Um, and if we weren't, it would all been over a very long, long time ago. That's why I, in the Ethereum Society, we can't really agree with those who are warning of the great dangers of these craft. That's a little silly because these craft, if they were hostile, it would have been over a long time ago, Sean. You and I mm. wouldn't even be talking about it now. I mean, it would, they could easily take us over. But thank God, we are protected by these wonderful beings in this solar system. How much do our governments know about this, do you think, Richard? A lot more than they say, and we know that. I mean, I, I remember talking, I've talked about UFOs for decades, and I do remember, Sean, a time when you go out on a platform in the 1980s, for example, and talk about government cover-ups, and people thought you were a little bit eccentric to talk about government cover-ups. You know, governments don't lie. I mean, but I think younger listeners will find that amazing. But in those days, it was regarded as a bit of a conspiracy nutter who talked about government cover-ups and lies. Now, if you went out and said, well, government's telling you the truth, you'd, you'd be regarded as a bit of a nutter, I think. I think it's a massive change. But to answer your question, lots of documents have come out. I've brought some out myself, both from the former Soviet Union, uh, from the CIA in America. Um, there have been rare exceptions. There was a Mexican government at one time that freely admitted the existence of UFOs, but they they don't always reveal, I, I believe, everything they know by a long chalk. And I think there's a reason, one of the reasons for that is because they can't answer the questions their populations would want answered. And they know they can't answer them. And they would look also, they'd have to admit that the governments have lied. And that would be a massive political crisis for them. And no government wants a political crisis. I think they're wrong, very wrong. I think they should come out and do the decent thing, but they haven't done that yet. Mm. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, there was an sorry to interrupt. There was an exception. Gorbachev um, actually did try a little bit during the Glasnost period in the Soviet Union to release some documents, and he got laughed out by the Western press when he tried to do that. I was involved in that myself, so I, I remember it well. So they don't get very well rewarded when occasionally they, they do try and speak up. But on the whole, no, we're kept in the dark. If 
Jesus and Buddha uh, were two examples we've given, but also there's Gandhi, Sophocles, many, many other people. Yeah, could I correct that? Actually, it's, it's, Her- it's, it's not your error, but it was wrongly published as Sophocles. It's Hercules. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. All right. Who, uh, many people would regard Hercules as a fictional character. They might, yes. but um, others wouldn't. And yeah. uh, we believe that Heracles or Hercules is far from that, was a, a very great and, and very unusual intelligence. And it has something in common in that respect with the biblical figure of Samson, uh, who we also believe was uh, from another world, because both of those were extremely strong and also highly intelligent spiritual figures in their tradition. So here's the big question. Mm. Is there a God? Yes, absolutely. We're total believers in God. Uh, but God in an unlimited sense, not limited to any name. It could equally be called Brahma. It could be given a number of names. The name doesn't alter it at all. Uh, It's not a person. It's not a figure. It's not any of the beings we've named. It's even above that, way above that. It's all, it's the absolute. Okay. There's a wonderful, uh... wonderful thing, if I can recommend it, a series of transmissions called The Twelve Blessings, and we have a website, actually, 12blessings.org is one of our websites. We also have the ethereus.org, and I have my own website. But people can find this through any of those websites, and in there is a description of the absolute, of God, if you like, which I think is second to none. And I mean second to none, in, and I've made a point of reading many spiritual traditions and respecting them. And this, to me, is the greatest description of God that I've come across, the 12th blessing. Now, there, there, there seem, from what I've read uh, about your society, uh, there are parts of the world that you regard as, uh, as quite sacred. There are holy mountains, etc. Correct. Um, yes, I, I, I also read that you have a secret base in Loch Ness. Is that true? Um, I wouldn't call it secret. Uh, we, we, we go there from time to time for various research projects. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, and why Loch Ness? We, we think that's a very significant part of the globe. But certainly not the only one. We go to various, as you say, mountains, certain stretches of water. Um, we're, we're, I suppose it's true to say that we regard the planet, the Mother Earth, even as even more important than humanity itself, if you like. And we, we revere her, as did the ancient Greeks. Again, that isn't new and others. We revere the Mother Earth immensely. And there are certain spots on her surface, and you've named one of them, that we regard as very sacred spots. There are a number, so we will go there for different purposes. And I would say that Dr. King actually was talking about ecology and made this a top priority ages before it became fashionable to do so. Mm. Now, we heard the clip at the start of, of uh, George King uh, uh, directly channeling Ethereus. Right. Is yeah. this, among your members now, is this a common practice? Are there various peoples that you can, you can channel? No, uh, no. Um, only Dr. King channels um, or let's put it this way, the only person who's recognized by the Ethereum Society as channeling these cosmic masters is Dr. George King and nobody else. There are one or two other people who may do channeling, but not anywhere near at that level, and there's not as far, as far as I'm aware at all, and it wouldn't be recognized if they claimed it, uh, cosmic intelligences, no. Mm. Only Dr. King. So, but, so since his death, and uh, as I understand it as well, you believe that George King actually uh, originated uh, from another part I of the solar system. That. Yes, I do. Uh, he never claimed it but I, publicly, but I do believe it, yes. Yeah, so uh, since his death, do you, do you get any communications uh, from these beings? 
what we have uh, was set up in his lifetime. I mean, first of all, to answer your question, there are many people throughout the world. I mean, I've heard reports, for example, in the last couple of weeks from from parts of Africa, Nigeria, for example, where people are, are having visions of Dr. King, having all kinds of spiritual experiences, and they might believe they feel his presence. And I'm far be it from me to disagree with any of those. But they aren't, if you like, recognized officially by the society because the danger would always come in of people making errors in good faith. Mm. And so, you know, we want to be very cautious about that. So the only ones that we actually, people are absolutely welcome to talk about their experiences and they undoubtedly are having them. But the ones that we recognize are the contacts with Dr. King. But what he did set up and which has been exercised this very day, Sean, is the ability for us to communicate with certain beings in other worlds and arrange for spiritual energy to be radiated out to the world. And we've been doing that extremely actively, even in the last 20 years, or I should say almost especially in the last 20 years since his, his demise. So, for example, today we woke up and heard this terrible news of the uh, earthquake off the Mexican coast. And within a few hours of it, we were starting in cooperation with beings from other planets to radiate spiritual energy, love energy, if you like, out to the out for the benefit of, of, of the victims there and to try and bring, if we if it possibly can, some stability to that region. Mm. I suppose it, it, the world at the moment seems to be in chaos and a lot of people might right. have the impression that it's getting worse uh, yeah. uh, and, and we're becoming more divided and perhaps more hateful. Would it yeah. not be easier if these aliens just appeared and, and perhaps gave us a sense of scale and context that our, our little squabbles aren't that important? Why, why don't they do that? <laughs> well, it would be easier for us, it's true. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, as I've tried to stress throughout, they don't believe in interfering with our free will. They believe we are here to learn certain lessons and they'll go as far as they possibly can without interfering with that. I mean... For example, you and I are talking now, and I don't know how many thousands of people are listening. It'll be quite interesting to see how many of those decide, and it's entirely up to them, whether they want to investigate this. Because what I'm saying could be true. It may, they may think it isn't true, but it might be true. Will they investigate it? And this, this is up to people. If people, I mean, and it's not just this interview. I mean, there have been many reports through the ages, actually. It's nothing new about UFOs. They're, they're in every tradition. The Bible is full of UFOs, the Vimana of the Hindu scripts, etc. Do people choose to investigate this? Do they take it up? The more people show an interest, and more importantly, the more people act spiritually in one way or another, doesn't have to be in the way I'm saying, but if it's for the benefit of others, the sooner they'll be able to come down and do the sort of thing you're talking about Otherwise, they'd be they would be interfering with our free will and they would be, uh, you know, forcing us in a way through demonstration or whatever means to do what they think we should do. And that's where they draw the line. Richard, thanks very much for speaking with us today. That's Richard Lawrence, Executive Secretary of the Aetherius Society. Moncrief on News Talk with Gas Networks Ireland. Aren't you tired of that ugly fuel storage tank having to order and write that big cheque for the delivery guy? GasNetworksIreland.ie slash move to gas. 